Hey everyone, I'm Jay. What's that? Is that is that spiders? Oh god, no, it's Sophia! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Scott, and welcome to Witches with Twigs. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> we are back. Um, Happy New Year, right? Yeah. Everything? New. What's oh, new about it? I'm not sure. It's a new right, right. number only. Uh, a rotation of the Gregorian calendar. <laughs> yeah. Happy rotation, everybody. Excellent, happy, happy rotation. Start with a with a new feeling for New Year. Sometimes. Know, honestly, for me, it kind of like I know like the new the new year is just another day right yeah. but like it it did something for my brain i feel like you know it's more maybe psychological than you know i'm just gonna say it the, the new year was less about the new year and more about saying fuck you goodbye 2020 you piece of shit i never want to see you at my house again yeah honestly i feel like that's fair it was more of a uh a send-off of 2020 rather than like an it invitation was... of 21 <laughs> It was like taking cover as the dumpster fire that had been going all night finally got down to the fireworks that really just took off and kind of crackled and popped in the first fucking week of 2021 as we had these armed goons storming Capitol Hill and everyone collectively just said, holy fuck, really? I shit you not, that was literally my reaction because I was at work and I, and I looked at my phone and I was like, oh shit, really? <laughs> like, I just, I, I couldn't, yeah, I, I was like... <sighs> Really? I was like That's playing what we're doing video now? games. I was playing video games and my friends in the chat are just like, Oh shit, armed thugs just stormed Capitol Hill and I'm like and I'm like, pause. I'm like, for real. <laughs> like what else do you fucking say? How absurd does it get? I mean, especially after all the shit that has transpired this past year, you're just like for real. Like the, Right. Right. <laughs> like I I'm actually... tired. <laughs> I woke up really late that day, like, well into the evening, unfortunately, because I just, like, haven't been sleeping good, and mm -hmm. I'm downstairs, like, making, like, a late lunch, and the next thing I know, I get a text from uh, my friend, and she goes, this is insane, and I was like, what? And she's like, you didn't hear about the, uh, she called it a protest at first, but that was before we really <laughs> had, like, the vocabulary, right? Um, she didn't mean it, like, to downplay it, she just didn't have the, the vocabulary for it. But um, I was like, protest, question mark, question mark. I'm thinking like, you know, I was like, did the, did the police murder an innocent black person again here in America? You know, like, did it happen again? And I look and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, I, it's all I could do. I'm so, I don't have anything else. Like, I don't, I literally went, sigh, what the fuck? And I shook my head. Like, that's literally, and like, I mean, it's horrible. But, like, I literally have nothing left. Like, nothing surprises me after murder hornets, pandemic. Uh... I didn't even see a murder hornet, though, you know? Oh, that didn't, I swear that didn't exist. I won't even get into that. But, um, oh, my God, what else? Uh, I don't know. Everything that happened in 2020. And then, of course, you know, you know now 2021. And now, you know, also, too, we have people now. I don't know if you heard about this. People believe that time, like, disfractionated and, like, we're actually still in 2020 and they well, have like... no this that's, that's <laughs> like, okay that's the plot to 2012 okay because cern went off wait no um 
right, I was thinking of SETI, that search for extraterrestrial intelligence. CERN went off and caused the parallel dimension split. And that's why we have the Bernstein bears instead of the Bernstein bears and the Mandela effect, which is the reason that the Bernstein Pikachu's bears thing doesn't fucks have with black me. on it anymore. Oh, Pikachu's um... tail used to have black on the tip in like a little zigzag pattern. If you're one of those 90 kids who remembers that, that it yeah. wasn't just you hallucinating, that shit used to be there. And you can find merchandise that still has Pikachu with people with that misremembered black stripe at the end of the tail that's never actually there canonically. So just saying, you know, that shit happened back in 2012 and they can stop fucking stealing our plot devices and trying to supplant them back in the 2020. Thank you. It was a bad enough year. It has its own plot line. Let it be what it is. All I'm but... saying is, all I'm saying is, things have been freaking nuts. That's all I'm saying. Regardless of anything else, things have been crazy and like you're like the thing is is that i'm not alone there are so many people that are just like i can't even react anymore <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong i got mad like if you saw if you if anyone like saw my facebook or whatever like i got really pissed right like they friggin you know it was terrorism plain and simple um oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. i mean i got mad but like even that anger felt very controlled for something so horrible but i think it was just because you know, <laughs> <Deep> sigh. <laughs> uh, like, God. here's the problem. There's a million reasons to do protests, to even do armed protests, whatever the fuck that actually should be called. I don't know. That was not that. That was a fucking coup. That was terrorism. That was, like, people trying to fucking kill leaders of the country. I can't believe that shit. Like, what a cherry on the shit show, right? But anyways, you know, how's everybody else's 2021? Yeah. So I, far, I think it's collective good. at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want to say that, like, you know, there hasn't been any uh, room for transformation and growth in 2021. You know what I mean? Like, but for me personally, it's been difficult, um, you know, like, the situation, living with, you know, my abuser and all that. Uh, that's, you know, that's kind of kept me in this sort of... It, I don't want to say it's kept me in the same space, because it, it did for a while. And then, oddly, I started to realize that I was, I was slowly moving through. I started kind of moving forward. You know, slowly but surely, just kind of like these little baby steps. And it was feeling very slow, you know what I mean? Like, whereas, like, when he's not here or any other day of the week when I'm feeling kind of mentally well, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It feels a little bit more progress every day. Lately, it's it's been a bit slower or I've been kind of very lethargic or whatever. But I don't know. Like, uh, like we were talking before we started recording... Uh, I've just kind of reached some conclusions about my life, good ones that kind of are setting me on a, a on a better path, I guess, you know, or, or just moving forward in general, you know, yeah. because like I, I actually was saying um, something to myself the other night as I was falling asleep. I was saying, you know, these past couple of uh, weeks or so, it's been kind of feeling like, um, you know, how, like, you know, obviously to keep on like this going on a path analogy. Um, you know how people say like you go off the path a little bit and some things get a little funny, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been kind of saying how it feels like I'm going through like a thicket. And some of those, some of the plants that make up this thicket are like briar bushes. And sometimes it's harder than others. And sometimes I just feel like it's very firm branches that I can't really move that easily. But I think that, uh, like I said, it's just because situations, at least in my life personally, have been really weird and sort of surreal. Like, that's another thing that I've been having a problem with is this kind of surrealness that seems to be, like, coding over my life. Yeah. Um, Where everything just, like, you know, it just doesn't feel 100% real, um, even though it is, which is probably me disassociating, but... Could be, uh, yeah. But then again, I don't know, because... I don't know. But anyway, I'm thankful that I found some perspective and some, like, you know, came to some conclusions that are helping me kind of just move forward without uh without even really thinking about um the kind of bullshit in in my in my home in my house you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you know like even you're able to separate now yeah yeah like and and, and there is a clear distinction you know like i and i've been working on um even emotionally and psychically disconnecting from that situation like I make sure every time I go downstairs or I'm in uh, my father's presence, I kind of make sure to kind of just uh, make a statement of intention, uh, which I know sounds a little bit new age, but it actually is really helping me out a lot. I just um, I just put my, my palm to my chest and I say, you know, something along the lines of, you know, I do not give any of my psychic, uh, psychic, emotional or spirit or physical energy to my father in any way, you know basically saying i do not you know accept any form of narcissistic or psychic vampirism you know blah 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 and i kind of have this uh, fortitude and i kind of am making that kind of like a, a process and, and now i'm realizing that even if i forget i find that i have more um strength to kind of be in his presence and kind of move through kind of you know whatever whatever narcissistic stuff he's doing you know um and, I, and like, like you know, for instance, like the other day, uh, he's been trying to get a house, my father, and uh, he's trying to move out, um, hopefully by March, fingers crossed. <laughs> and uh, I had, I was supporting him in his venture. I was trying to be civil, right? Because I'm not trying to argue anymore. The arguing is just too exhausting. So I was supporting him in his little venture, and he literally does this narcissistic thing where, and he's done this my whole life. He taps me on the the, back of the shoulder. Cause I'm like trying to support him to my mom. My mom was like, you know, you don't have the energy to clean up that, that, that house, blah, blah, blah. He found this like wood cabin, but it was all a wreck. They went to visit West Virginia the other day. And, um, and I'm like, no mom, you know, like he wants to do this, this venture. He wants to clean it up. He wants to do all this stuff. You know, he wants to stay active, blah, blah. You should let him blah, you know? And he goes, and he taps me on the shoulder. He's like, that's the smartest thing I've ever heard you say. Now, that was in reference Ugh. to a conversation I uh, I had had with Christian um, the night before he left, right? And it was me and Christian were talking about the coup and the terrorism and, you know, the the, 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 the problems that we have with American government and society and whatever. And, uh, you know, my father was making comments, but he didn't start an argument, but we heard him kind of mumbling to himself about our conversation in the other room. And that was in relationship to that. 
which like i mean one, you know one might argue well you don't know that for certain but it's kind of like context clues you know what i mean um so even with that though like nothing nothing came of it i was like oh shut up you know like playfully i was like i say a lot of smart things you know and i i instead of kind of being reactionary i was able to just like perspective and i let it go you know yeah and so, I don't it know. takes a it takes a lot to get to that point um, right especially when it comes to family it, right. it really yeah. does like i've kind of reached that point with my own dad when he goes off on his own fucking his latest thing is um he was reading that a lot of places or new york i think it's new york they're going to start vaccinating um the homeless and also people in like uh, hom uh homeless shelters and like rehab centers and places like that they're right. going to start vaccinating them like in one of the first couple waves of vaccinations and he's like they need to give it to the healthcare workers they need to give it to the people and like they are dad but if the data shows that these this population of people are super spreaders then well they need to get vaccinated that's actually the smartest fucking idea yeah I've ever especially heard. in new york because and anywhere statistically they're always indoors with masks off because they last lack resources to even have a clean mask to begin with right mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. if they get sick they don't have like the resources to get care so of course they're gonna get it and spread it so of course those are the people that you want immune and if your homeless population is, is so small to begin with then i guess immunization wouldn't be that fucking hard to begin with right. right and then you don't have to worry about all of them dying and spreading it to everybody else and keep fucking making the issue worse mm -hmm. it's it's a brilliant move and that's what and actually it was funny because me and my sister both agreed that it was a smart thing and my dad was just we have like a family group chat and he was just going on and on and eventually i was like i'm i'm just not gonna pay attention to you i mean fortunately it was just in text format so i didn't you know i didn't have to pay you know, attention my favorite phrase to say to old men is that's okay you're allowed to be wrong <laughs> fuck you're, you're entitled to your wrong opinion yeah <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah, you say that all the time. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. That's fine. <laughs> Darius says I'm just being prideful. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference between pride and just ignoring Dismissive. objective facts. Yeah. That's there of yeah. fucking night and day issues in my opinion. And I think I've kind of found, you know, like how dismissive those people can be of us when we, you know, when we get on our I guess rants about how the injustices of the world and a lot of those people are like, oh, yeah, 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 shut up. And I just really think that if we started doing that on the other end, we just wouldn't hear from them as much. No, you know what we would hear from them? All oh, these fucking kids. That's what exactly what the the pushback on OK Boomer was. And look at how mad <laughs> yeah. that made them. They're, so they're indignant children. You think they're really going to take us ignoring them, staying like laying down? They're just gonna get even in more indignant and stamp their feet even harder. That's just boomers in a nutshell, man. Yeah, like gonna, did you? Uh... They are the perpetual. The they are the perpetual toddlers mm -hmm. of the planet, and they will just be in collective um, tantrum until the day they pass away. Oh, we got about 10, 20 more years before they're all phased out. Size so and exasperation. Even in twenty years, <laughs> even in twenty years, you're still gonna have boomers. That's the thing. Yeah, it's, uh... they just may not be in like a position of power, which is good. Hopefully, they'll be, uh, you know, they'll be on their way out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. The boomer collective ideology is—it's behind the times. Definitely behind the times. Mm -hmm. Um, they need to go away. I agree. 
I realized I didn't introduce a particular topic when we first started, and that's kind of cool because this episode's topic is going to evolve as we're recording it. I kind of wanted to um, have like an episode where we can just get back into talking about what the hell are we doing right now? Like, what each or are each of us doing? So, you know, we took a little break over the uh, the holiday and stuff. You know, I just wanted to kind of talk about, like, what have we been doing in our personal practice? Like, where are we going? That's you know? right. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, I'm just really curious to hear, because we haven't, re we've caught up a little bit, you know, pre-recording, but we haven't really dug into it a lot. And um, mm -hmm. I'm curious. So, would either of you want to uh, start? I'm going to pass for the first one, but I'm just going to say, this episode, we're going fast and loose baby yep just chilling right. on I this mean, one I, I, <laughs> apparently i'm chatty today which i didn't even realize i was in a chatty mood so i'll do it <laughs> go for it um so uh there's a reason why i brought up earlier that like kind of this process right of moving forward and i feel like my mundane life and my magical practice especially at this point are like you know connected you can't see me but you know <laughs> one and the same at this point um i realized that a lot of what i'm doing right now i'm kind of in this hibernation not like not focusing on it i'm reading a lot and i'm learning a lot and i'm prepping a lot you know like uh one of my um christmas presents was this beautiful italian leather uh black book with like handmade pages from this beautiful uh italian uh they're they're uh, i don't know if they are in italy uh, i think they're european but um they're called epica journals and it's it's this beautiful black book and i uh, i'm going to be consecrating that for my uh my black book my grimoire what have you um and then there is some grimoires that i've like regular you know grimoires you know spell books or what have you witchy books that i've gotten that i plan on kind of working my way through come spring um there's this kind of need to like i don't know what it is but this year i just i realized that i really just want to get stuff i don't know together in the spring like this this winter has been reflective and i've withdrawn in a very different kind of way mm -hmm. at least emotionally especially like spending the holidays not like you know, oh, gotta stop at my mom's and then my aunt, whatever. And then, you know, it's especially not doing that this year um, has been really odd, you know, and, and it's made me even more reflective because every year with the holidays, I was like, oh my God, I gotta, you know, it's just fucking holidays. You see them and you go, oh, okay, how are you? And then you leave. And then I realized this year, I was like, man, I miss these motherfuckers. I miss that like couple hours of interaction of bullshit conversation. It's only when you can't that mm -hmm. it really becomes painful. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It just made me think of that. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, absolutely. You know, like, I mean, even just getting outside, like, and it's funny because when, when this first started, I actually was fine. I think we've talked about that before. Like, when quarantine first started, I was like, hey, okay. I was like, hey, I don't have to change a thing. Um, right. But now, like, it's, it's like, I even, once again, talked to my therapist about this, like, because of all the cases that are spiking right now, especially in Philly, um, I don't really want to, like, you know, be going outside if I don't have to. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. Darian goes out because he works. My mom goes out because she works. And Christian goes out every Friday because he has to be in the office. Mm -hmm. But other than that, he's at home. But I was like, I don't want to, you know, 
be one of those people that brings it home you know what i mean right just because i need a i needed a walk but no one wants that on their conscience but usually if you're going for a walk wear a mask i mean honestly i think you're really fine going for a walk i mean it's really stores and indoor spaces like you know a couple blocks like take like you know a short little stroll you know what i mean statistically speaking a walk isn't going to give it to you if you're not in close contact with people what gives it to you is like taking public transit and people not wearing their masks or mm. eating a sandwich on the sub for god's sake shame on you which i see constantly every day you. going to work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right right so ab- ab- absolutely you know what i mean like it was just me kind of being cautious you know what i mean mm. just because uh i've now i you know my mom's uh due to like incidences of no fault necessarily of theirs um i won't get into it but my mom's, uh, my my cousins and their families, they got it. They're all okay, mm. um, for the most part. Uh, there's one story that's just not my story to tell, but uh, there was a passing that I don't, we don't know if it was because of that or not. Mm. Um, but I just, I don't, you know, like I'm, we're doing so good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't want to break the streak. It. You're like, man, we're nine months in and we're good. Like, no one's gotten it. You know. Right, right. That. So, but no, I really, I really do need to get out though. Like, I don't think I've seen, like, actually been touched by the sun <laughs> in a really long time. No, I definitely so. would say, like, you know, because I work in Center City. So, if I, you know, as soon as, like, I don't take my mask off once I get off, like, the train because there's just too many people down there. I'm not sure how crowded your neighborhood is right now. Like, my, my neighborhood, there's, like, no one really walking around. So, if I'm, like, walking to the bus, I don't wear a mask on my walk to the bus there's no one around me um but if i do notice like crowds of people and especially center city you know i'll be like i'm just gonna walk outside but i'll have a mask on so i mean at the very least like if you're outside walking around and you have a mask your odds are slim to none right of picking it up right absolutely so that is like one thing i definitely definitely go out into the sun and i say this as a very very fair-skinned pale anti-sun person <laughs> go into the sunlight occasionally i know <laughs> it I is really good really for you so sad that i don't have any of my summer skin left and i'm just as pale as the fucking snow you're just like a ghost like floating around oh, Darren, uh, he was like i never seen you so pale <laughs> <laughs> and i'm pretty pale uh, yeah. so yeah but other than that though like I don't know like you know what's funny though like once again perspective i've gained a lot of perspective Mm. with with all of this like i don't know i just i want to stop worrying about so many things like Mm -hmm. you know even to the like to the point to like okay like the podcast right Mm -hmm. you ever do that thing where you know you 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 both know how i am with this Mm-hmm. I always try to be so careful when I talk that I end up not being careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You say not what you mean to say because you're trying not, you know, you get what I'm getting you're at. You're trying so to... hard to be correct that you end up sounding completely wrong. Self-fulfilling prophecy. And you put your foot right. in your mouth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you're focusing on it rather than just riding the bike. It's it's exactly. like thinking about crashing and, and then all of a sudden, oh, you're fucking, you're falling over your handlebars and you're like, shit. Because you weren't watching the fucking road. Actually, you know what? Yesterday, I can kind of relate to this because yesterday, I've been having the biggest problem getting my driver's license. I have so much anxiety about the exam, like the test. 
like driving itself also i don't like driving itself but um you know it's just this the, the test it just it trips me up i don't know why um but the good thing is now with covid the person who the instructor doesn't get in your car it's just the person who whose car it is and you just go around a little thing in the parking lot you parallel park and you pull in and then if you do that you pass so uh yesterday me and joyce went up because the dmv was closed and i was practicing parallel parking and normally i'm so just nervous when i'm behind the wheel of a car i'm like i can't i see like i just freeze up i'm like i I don't know why this this gets me so much and i just i took it from a different place this time i was like okay if i bump the cone i bump the cone that's what bumpers are for right you know i'm just like just do it just go and just fucking do the thing and I I did really well. Like I did so much better than I ever did before because I was just like, just fucking do it, <laughs> you know. Yep. Absolutely. Failure, failure will teach you how to succeed better than just kind of being okay constantly ever could. You'll learn from your mistakes if you're doing it right. I realized that so much with work too. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I just don't have the answers to some of these weird things that happens in these lawsuits, so I just put it together the way i think it should be and then they just kick it back and say no do it this way and i say okay you know it's just and then i know for the next time like i have to do it that way yep yep so what else have you been doing it's just mostly just like this hibernation kind of just preparing it really has been it's really just been keeping to myself and not even keeping myself, just hibernating and reflecting and focusing on kind of doing things the opposite way that I've been doing them, honestly. Mm. Just trying not to stay within the same patterns as I've always had. Um, Because they didn't work. Right, they weren't working. They were completely ineffectual, and I'm kind of tired of it. I'm bored. I'm, like, I'm literally bored of, like, yourself like the way it was working you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i'm exhausted from trying to micro like in this weird sort of way it's like simultaneously micromanaging like these really unimportant things you know what i'm saying like once Mm -hmm. again like my words or whatever you know so it was kind of like i want to one learn to surrender to like just the process of living my life Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, refocus and put myself on, uh, on a on a track that's actually going somewhere. Because um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've learned not to be so worried about my future. I've learned not to be so worried about my past. And now it's just kind of about living in my present. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just that's kind of where right I'm at. Now. And I feel like my magical practice is also right there with me. Like. Which I, which once again, like I'm not worried about. Like you know, the spirits are still there. Like you know, they're they're still right where they are. You know what I mean? Like they haven't I gone can still anywhere. do what I gotta do and see into the you know whateverness. You know, like I still have all my gifts, if you will, or my psychic abilities and whatever. My spirits are never far behind. You know, so I'm not really worried about it. Um, in that way, I just kind of been learning, like I said, and planning. So that's kind of where my my practice has been, just waiting that's for the good spring. Place to be. You know, like I mean, in, to, right? Like even the last thing too. One of my gifts from Darian was uh, this. Although this is sort of mundane, but sort of not for for me. Um, 
it was a book, this really nice book about uh, month by month how to how to garden in Pennsylvania. Oh, like, that's in, awesome! In, like Pennsylvania is like at our you know the way our our seasons change. And stuff yeah, like when that. we have like and four seasons in one day. Yeah. <laughs> right, and it's specifically designed about how to garden in PA, and it's like month by month what you should be doing within that month mm. for the garden. And it gives I'm like, going to be hitting you up instructions about all sorts of different stuff. So I'm even like prepping my garden, you know, or prepping my garden skills. So that way next year I can learn from my mistakes this year. And yeah, I feel that. Oh, yeah. So for me, try not to freak out, everybody. I'm working in movies now. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. You're a movie star. Super fancy. No, I'm certainly not a movie <laughs> star. I'm not like in the movies you know yeah. what i mean but i'm i'm like working on several different movies and no that's not like ooh, i'm on indie projects i mean like um i have to sign non-disclosure agreements for the different shows that i'm on and i've signed for three different shows so far yeah I, and i know that sounds really vague but what i do is locations work um for toronto film so essentially when like uh, a movie is being filmed uh, off studio or even sometimes in studio. They'll have a couple LSPs, which are locational support personnel. So we do whatever they tell us to do during the day. Sometimes um, we're there to check in and take the names of people who come on to set, just like take their information down. Sometimes you're taking out the garbages, you know. Sometimes you're hauling out carpets to put down so that equipment doesn't scuff marble floors. Sometimes you're like watching camera cables at at uh, in the freezing cold, making sure that like somebody doesn't come and steal them for copper, you know. Um, and sometimes you're opening doors for famous people so they can get in and out of the building and what have you. And sometimes you're you're just sitting there on a door making sure that nobody goes into this certain room. So it's it's a really varied job and it's really cool and I'm really lucky to be into it. Um, and the job is it's it's like I fell into it by magic. Like I just found I got into it because of uh. I was looking for work after uh, I had moved, and somebody I went on an OkCupid date with who moved away helped me find a friend of theirs to help me move this year. That friend later on hooked me up with some work when I was looking for it and gave me the email of the company that I'm working for now, and I applied to them and said, hey, I know this person. Um they said that you were looking for work and they said sure send us your email so i did and bada bing bada boom here i am doing it now you know so that's awesome uh, yeah. i love when shit like that works out mm -hmm. and and it's funny because that doesn't like when i tell people about that they're just like oh yeah no that's how it happens and I'm like what do you mean that's how it happens like yeah. there's just kind of like this weird movie magic in the film industry where either like you're trying to get into it or it just came and grabbed you and pulled you into it and you didn't really have a say about it sort of thing and so that type of narrative is not uncommon so so it's kind of cool i'm like this this bumblefuck trans girl who nobody knows is trans by the way um that's a good a feeling town of three thousand people now four thousand ish in modern times um who's somehow managed to not only like move to Vancouver, transition, 
become the girl she wanted to be, then moved to Toronto, the biggest city in Canada, and fucking ended up in movie business of all things. Like, what the fuck? That's like some <laughs> some stupid like lifetime movie 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 plot or some shit, right? And so here I am being somebody who's like a little bit larger than life myself sometimes, you know, with like all the magic and shit and all the the things that I get up to with like D cameo and and everything and. And now I'm, like, helping make movies about stuff when, like, who knows? Maybe one day, like, they'll be making movies about, like, the resurgence of witchcraft in modern times. And, like... You could be involved in it's that. Just, yeah, and, and, and it's it's cool to be adjacent uh, to a lot of this stuff. And I really wish that um, my NDAs were a little bit more flexible. Like, I can talk about projects once they've come out for sure. Um, but I kind of have to keep a lid on things while I'm on it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can check when I get my next deal memo to see what specifically I have to keep quiet. I may not be required to keep the show name quiet because it's, it's a little ridiculous they, to try and ask someone to not even mention the name of the show that they're working on. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, I at the very least could say a couple of companies I worked for, but that would feel like bragging at this point. So I'm not gonna. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of just wee baby, baby LSP in the uh, film industry, trying to move my way up. And uh, it's, it's a wild ride being here, and I'm just thankful to be here. You know. That's awesome, and and it, it's just like. Having a job that vibes with what you need it to do for you, it's really great. Especially if you're people like us who do so much other stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we always have, we're always involved in a project or a group or a, just something that we're doing, and it's usually something like not mainstream and popular. So it's you need to have that like uh, regular old day job to mm -hmm. support your other shit that you do. And to have a job that just doesn't suck all of the life out of you is really nice. <laughs> this job gives me life. Like, here's the thing. Um, yeah, the days are long. They're like 12 hours. It's like you're I physically can... tired. Oh, you're going to be physically tired every day yeah. when you're done the, the shift. Yeah. But like, I, while I'm on shift, I can read books. I could sit there and if I have an extended battery on my phone... Um, I could easily get about, depending on my patience uh, and my attention span, I usually can't read for more than four hours a day. Mm. And people are like, this bitch over here reads four hours a day. Fuck her. That's way more than me. <laughs> but, like, I, I do get reading fatigue even when I'm at work. And it's like a 12-hour shift. So I have to, like, get up and do stuff sometimes. And sometimes um, the shifts are really busy and I can't sit down and read that day. And that's how it goes, you know? Mm -hmm. But some days, man, I am just doing not a lot for 12 hours and I just get to sit there and read books or meet really cool people and talk to them about what's going on in Toronto and like not have to sit there in my bubble of my room alone doing nothing, but also like be part of something that is actually like deemed an essential service and like i know people being like what do you mean tv's an essential service right now i just want to stop you for a second and ask you what do you think's gonna happen with everybody in quarantine if they run out of new television to watch exactly y'all are gonna lose your goddamn minds if you did mm -hmm. you know how much mandalorian season two brought sanity back to people 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you you need us to keep doing this, trust me. You I know it need sounds me. Weird, and I know it sounds <laughs> weird, but you need you need film to be going right now. You uh-huh. need people to be able to like still still do news and and tv because like this is how we we network and communicate as a society and even if you're like somebody who's vehemently anti-television or anti uh networks it still is a really big function of the world we live in and it's a huge employer too it's a huge business industry so you know you can't like that's just more jobs that people are losing you know here's some shit right here um, when you hear big, big, big budgets on films like The Avengers, where do you think that money went? Right to the cast, crew, props, design. Yeah. You know, See, like it's a, a ton of, of money to put on to do a movie. Think, uh, that mo- that money just like vanishes and it goes to like corporate the ether. shareholders. Yeah. <laughs> what it goes to is people like me, locations personnel who who show up early to make sure that the building staff can be let in at the right time and we have like the access codes to use the the freight elevator you know little Mm -hmm. nitty-gritty details that actually let them get in there and do their shit and it goes Mm -hmm. to people who do hair and makeup for every single background actor it goes to all those background people who are just walking around in the scene Mm -hmm. every single person you see in a movie walking around looking like they're not there gets a paycheck they're getting paid to be there those are all actual people there or like say the avengers that was all shot in studio all that money that was like went into digitally recreating new york and destroying it uh-huh. that went to like digital animators every right? like explosion artists. in a movie is a dollar sign <laughs> mm-hmm. for for some poor schmuck like me we're getting a paycheck and hell i wouldn't even call us a poor schmuck at this point if you're working in film you got it pretty fucking good right so I'm I'm endlessly thankful and I are will you, sing uh, praises are you this comfortable till the end of time. Are you comfortable with sharing how much you make an hour doing the job? In uh, case anyone else is interested in it. Minimum wage. Not much above minimum wage. Only a couple bucks uh an hour because Ontario's pretty pretty good about offering minimum wage. So what's your minimum wage there? Amount. Yeah. It's like 14 bucks an hour so i make i like a i like a, a, a decent chunk above that but it's not like it's not like crazy money I'm we're not we're so sorry to laugh uh sophia it's just that's yeah okay you have to translate it to canadian money yes yeah. you have to translate it from canadian money to american in certain states that's close to like less than minimum wage if you're like making oh, okay. like 10 bucks an hour american it's comparable Okay. Wait, let me do this. I want, I want to do the... Uh, okay, Highest okay. Highest wage in America. Okay. So 14 CAD to USD is... El- okay, so 14 Canadian dollars is $11.01. And one cent. So $11. Oh, $11 okay. US dollars. Okay. Um, our minimum wage is set by... St- or So federally, the minimum wage in the United States is $7.25 like $7, yes. an hour. It's excruciatingly low. Yeah. So to have that as your federal, like you know, your national minimum wage is amazing. Or is that just your there province? Is no, there is no national minimum okay. wage in Canada. Okay, it's so it's per province. province. Okay. Yeah. So some provinces, like when I left British Columbia, it was eleven twenty-five an hour. Mm-hmm. So if you punch that into U.S. dollars, that's like close to seven. Yeah. Eight eighty-five. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not that's not much more. And I when I was when I left BC, 
to come out here into Toronto, I was I was earning that much money. I was earning eleven twenty five. Um, working at Lush Cosmetics, still getting food out of a fucking food bank. You know what I mean? And asking family for money. And it was a hail mary move to come out here to Toronto because they they had bumped up the minimum wage to fourteen bucks an hour, mm-hmm. and they were planning on it being fifteen by the following year. But then fucking the conservatives won because this was right around the time that Trump shit was happening. Right. And um, it seems they that the Trumpism this... is kind of spread yeah. throughout the world, well, unfortunately. It's, it's, it's fucking coming to its end, thank fuck. Yeah. Um, but we got this dumbass named Doug Ford coming in who, like, curtails the minimum wage going up to 15 an hour. And then, like, I don't even want to get into how Looney Tunes evil the overtime laws in this province are. Really? Like, tell me what fucking province in the world you should be able to work 50 hours and still not make fucking overtime in a week. Oh, shit. Because I think in Pennsylvania, if you may, if you work any more than 40 hours, yeah, at least in, this is our state. In a fucking world, yeah. more than 40 hours in a week is overtime. Now, I did Ontario, work for an employer who decided to not honor that law so when we worked over time it was just straight time so a lot of them don't yeah yeah. and that's part of the problem is you can't report them and you can't you can't like they don't get punished for them yeah you get punished for reporting them yeah because then you you lose your job you're not going to yeah, and they, they find another reason to fire you for it, and you don't get protection, and all of the things that the government tells you won't happen does. And I've had it happen to me at different right. workplaces, so I, I ain't gonna bitch. And that's also the nice thing about film, is it's, like, nice to not be fucking taken advantage of for a change. Like, yeah, they don't want to pay overtime like any other industry in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's just what it is. That's that's capitalism, right? Right. Uh, I still get meal allowance. Every day they, they give me that I work that they don't feed me. They give me meal allowance. If it's really? winter, they give me like, yeah. If it's winter, they give me like shelter allowance, like certain amount of money to help uh, deal with the cold, you know? Wow, that's like, awesome. You have to buy glove warmers and shit like that. Like they, they provide for you, you know? And if there's craft trucks there, you can get breakfast, lunch, and dinner while you're on shift. Nice. You can go and get like candy chips apples stuff like that in between like you they feed you while you're working for them that's awesome that's a nice perk yeah and and like when you're working you're working like i had um two 15 hour i had like a two 12 hour days then a 15 hour day and then a 17 hour day right after that and then i had like a day or two off and then i went straight back to another show and that show is three days in a row 12 hours each so it's it's always really long hours for lsps because we're essentially like there to do gear watch a lot of the time and Mm -hmm. you don't want to have to have like three rotating shifts you have like just one group of people that does day shift and one that does night so we swap off but yeah not to bore you to death with my job and all the little details about it you no know? i always i always find people's jobs interesting especially jobs that i've never done before you know like i've never yeah. like like scott you could tell me all about your pet smart job but i'd be like yeah i worked in a store before i know how that is you know but like mm-hmm. that i've never done and and i even find joyce's job interesting you know because joyce yeah. is a delay you know? clerk with amtrak so i'm like well that's kind of cool like the railroad that whole country you know like that's kind of neat 
So this is the funny thing about the job though, too, that I've learned from other LSPs. Like I was talking to this guy who his last job he worked in, he was like an office manager and he was making like 80k a year, right? Mm. And this guy was like doing big fucking business shit, right? And he he was like I'd talk to people after work and they'd be like, so what did you do today? And he'd be like, oh yeah, I did this and this and this of managing the office. And they'd be like, okay, cool. You did spreadsheets. And mm-hmm. he'd be like, huh? But like at this job, um, you can like literally be taking out the trash and opening doors and, and they ask you, what, what was it for? And you can say, uh, let's say this is a show that I haven't been on, but um, it's a show that I like and it's been dead for ages so I can say it firefly mm. if you were to be like yeah I, I did that on firefly they'd be like what you were on firefly that <laughs> goddamn minds right? that's funny that's because awesome you're 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 in association to something that they really love mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. they don't even care if you're just taking out the trash and opening the doors it's the coolest damn thing in the world to right it's just the fact that you were there you know, like imagine all yeah. the people that worked on like Star Wars and like those big cool ones, you know, like yep. those people would be like, yeah, I mean, I just got cough, like I just got coffee from Mark Hamill, but they were like, oh my God. <laughs> I know. And you know, it's also the weird part too, getting to meet actors. Um, Like I don't necessarily talk to them because of the type of position I do, but if I move up, I certainly will a little mm-hmm. bit more. Or and if like, they walk by and they say hi, you know, say hi. Yeah. Like there was this one, one show I was on where the two lead actors, like the two lead actors the actor and actress Mm -hmm. walked by and like they waved to me and they're like so rich and powerful they could crush my life with (laughs) like yes (laughs) so yeah so i was just like uh just wave gently don't really do anything you know but like people are usually pretty chill and uh nobody's like out to get you you know that's good. Unless I mean, you're making an ass of yourself. That's what I'm saying. Like, it seems like a job. It seems like it's a job to where, like, as long as you just, hey, do what we told you to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not hard. It's yeah. it's no no. It's a lot more complex than that. Hmm. Like my position sometimes feels like you're the person who's hired to get blamed when things go wrong. Oh yeah, I guess kind of. Yeah. Give you impossible, uh, impossible criteria to fulfill. Like oh say, really. Here's a stretch of street. Make sure nobody parks here. Now, if somebody parks there, what are you physically going to do? You can't remove them. You don't have a police badge. Mm-hmm. I don't want a police badge, right? So all I can do is use my words to try and convince somebody. And if they ignore me and tell me to F off, the most I can do is take a picture of their face, record which building they went into and get their information and give it to somebody higher up. Like I can't really do anything, right? So if that car that's there ends up being in a spot that it shouldn't for a long time, I fucking cause a big drama on set and what have you and yeah but i don't right. want to take up the whole episode talking about my fucking job <laughs> it was if just I interesting <laughs> just say though I, I i love hearing about your job because i i recently read this wonderful article about the importance of entertainment for humans oh, yeah. as like a whole and why you know like and it discussed like why we've been entertaining ourselves with you know with, for thousands of years like you know acting and and charades and things like that um and how important it is to our like overall mental health and believe it or not there are professionals who believe that like without entertainment we would indeed uh begin to show signs of like uh severe 
uh, mental degradation mm-hmm. um, and illness. Oh, yeah. I believe so it. it is incredible. It's a... Entertainment is really important to the human experience. I was going to say, it's a big part of, like, the human experience. It's funny you use those exact words. You, like, took mm-hmm. the pudding right out of my fucking mouth. Um, because, like... <laughs> Sorry. Humans, <laughs> humans since the dawn of times have been storytellers, right? You get people sitting around a fire, and, of course, there's going to be one loud, yappy motherfucker like me who wants to go off and tell somebody a fun story about sometime, right? Mm-hmm. So, like... You deprive people of that, and you're depriving us of something so fundamental to the human experience. It's almost no different than, like, air or water at a certain point, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very true. Reminds me of in, the, like, in the Sims video games, you know? Yeah, they have all the different basic needs that have to be met, and entertainment is actually one of them in those games. They have it's to engage. Mm-hmm. Like... How, many, how often are you just in a mood where you're like, I can't do anything else in the world right now. Except I need watch to load something. up Destiny. <laughs> yep. I need to go play Crucible and I need to shoot some stupid motherfuckers in their heads. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel with uh, Destiny. I'm like, I'm just going to go shoot aliens. That's what I want to do. I'm going to go shoot some fucking aliens. <laughs> I mean, I guess mine isn't as like graphic well, all the time because I like mod my Sims games where like, you know, I could like kill things. But like... Um, oh, I was just talking about games in general. Oh, yeah. I used to live my say. life vicariously through my Sims. <laughs> I'm like, they could do better than I can. They can make more money. They could be mentally healthy. <laughs> I believe in you. I can't do. They get my dream house. <laughs> I am your god. They can, they can reproduce and have children. Don't ask what happens. You do it and you're like, oh, thanks, man. I fucking wish I could do this. <laughs> The cool part is, is, like, they do this thing where, like, you know, like, because you can, like, uh, you could be trans in the game. Mm-hmm. There's, like, wait, a way to do that. Yeah, in, in uh, the newer ones, one. yeah. And yeah. um, so it's really cool. Like, even if, like, both parties are, like, have, like, uh, a penis, mm-hmm. or, well, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. um, you can still have a baby that's genetically both of yours. Yes, you can. I think they actually... So because fucking gay communist magic, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of thinking now, like, you could do some really cool magic with The Sims. You can make a sim of yourself and just put so much positive, like, intention into it, you know? Mm-hmm. And you could... I don't know. I you could live like a parallel life, and I don't. It could. It could get interesting. Shit too. <laughs> yeah. You can, like I... merge different aspects of you and other people into like a fucking thing, right? Like you can combine you can... houses. You can make like representations of like your friends, family, stuff like that. Oh shit! And then trap them in the washroom and light them on fire. <laughs> Fuck you, stepmom. <laughs> I actually do have a save file that I I'm really trying to work really hard at it. That I'm trying to kind of make it. I guess. Uh, I don't know, I guess some might call it like a hyper sigil or whatever, where it's going to kind of uh, slowly kind of be, I'm going to kind of, I'm making it like with intention so that, and basically making it like a giant spell. As I play it, like uh, I kind of have, I mean, I do have to kind of obviously act on the things that I'm acting on in the game in real life too, but uh, for them, for the game to kind of bring these things closer. So like as the game me progresses through life, then I will too kind of thing mm. um kind of like a sympathetic 
sort of hyper sigil kind of thing yeah that's exactly um, what i was just saying yeah exactly yeah, so you're actually yeah. doing it that's I, I, I haven't started it yet i'm working on it but yeah. <laughs> yeah so we do one episode on video game magic and suddenly it's a trend and everybody's doing it we <laughs> patented it first here baby you heard it here folks <laughs> no we didn't patent it first but no. we certainly were fucking the first ones to talk about it openly so hey oh to that we'll, we'll put that on our on our little uh resume we'll put that on our podcast uh, resume just as a side note the newest stuff pack that's coming out i was watching that before i came into recording it's called the the sims 4 paranormal and you could like hold seances and like no. talk to ghosts Ooh. and shit Fuck. and like i might have to buy the sims paranormal. 4 now. like oh you can like you can have like a haunted house where like the lights flicker and you actually could like you go in you could be a paranormal investigator what? and you can like cleanse the house of ghosts and i was like <gasps> you should have saw me earlier it. this morning I was like darian look it's me <laughs> I'm just gonna say this. We need a Witches Betwixt a game night where we stream that shit, and we need to find some games that we can play together with each other. I really, game. really, 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 really want to do that, um, because we I usually, know. like, I don't know, it, it, we could do it on, like, because it's a good activity to do later at night, you know, like, mm -hmm. Wednesday night, Thursday night, because we could just do it for a couple hours, and it's okay if you're a little tired or whatever, because you're just chilling, playing a game. It's harder to do that when you're, it's harder to have a whole podcast, you know, like when you're like, man, I'm fucking tired. All right, we got to talk for two hours about this. Oh, God, <laughs> you know? Oh, no. So, yeah, I, I actually am super on board for that. And I'm sure there are quite a number of games that we could figure out to play together. I, I really yeah. do. I at least, like, I would love to try it at least once a month kind of thing, just to start out. Mm -hmm. I think that would be fun. Scott, can you play first-person shooters at all? Uh. I don't, know, uh, I don't know if you like them. I I'm not like I'm not really a shooty game kind of person. I never really have been. Like I mean, if you consider things like Super Smash Brothers, but I guess no. it's not really. Um, like I like that kind of stuff. Like I like a fighting game like Super Smash Brothers, but like okay. I've never been a like a like like I like watching like there was once one sort of alien horror game that I just recently saw. And I like watching the gameplay, but like, I'm a, I don't know, RPG, sometimes fighting games, you know. So yeah, so you like RPGs, or would you like something like a, like a Stardew, like a crafting game, like Stardew Valley farming I would do game. anything, like, so basically, mm -hmm. yeah, like crafting games, life simulation games, fighting mm -hmm. games, or um, RPG style games or like mmos I was gonna say, that could work like, too destiny's destiny's free to play you know and it's going to be i, mean, I could probably get into it it's just don't expect me to be really good freak out a lot <laughs> that been, that's that's exactly what i'm banking on that's what i'm like hoping for is you'd be a riot to watch you like react to like shooting space aliens because like pvp is intense and hard but like shooting the space aliens like this game can be extremely gentle for its difficulty. Yeah, it is really. It's, it's one of those games you can just chill and just zone. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And like, totally. Jay and I are very accomplished players. We've been playing it for a hot minute. You can go into strikes with us, and we, between the two of us, we can guaranteed carry through any strike whatsoever. So you can just be like a hilarious hot <laughs> mess and have fun with it, and yeah. it'll be a great time. Just to all the viewers, if and when this occurs, I have this horrible, annoying girly scream. So, 
and our volume is to be lowered and i am not responsible for any harm we're not responsible for any uh bleeding but... eardrums <laughs> <laughs> the 600 viewers were were injured in the making of this episode <laughs> tell everyone to wear earplugs <laughs> i apologize now wear <laughs> earplugs and then put your headphones on on top that's that's the way to listen to us <laughs> Oh, God. oh shit! Um, oh, yeah, we I want to say. Hmm. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna transition to a different part of the episode, so you go ahead, my friend. No, I was gonna say. Um, I was just gonna do my little update on what I've been doing in my personal practice. Um, mm -hmm. so I have finally completed the task of clearing out my basement, so I finally have a workshop space so I can oh, yeah. start making products for the shop. So this is also kind of like a simultaneous podcast little announcement, too. I have a lot of products that I'm going to start making, um, but I want to make the products first before I put up a shop because I don't want the pressure of, like, you know, maybe someone orders 20 of something and I haven't even made them yet, and I would be like, oh, God. So that's my plan there. Um and uh, I was talking to Sophia about this earlier, is I've actually really been uh, reading a lot about um, DKMU. I've been really been digging into um, into their text, too. So that's kind of like where I've been going yeah. um, magically. So And we've been having a lot of spiritual activity in the house. And it's kind of something that I thought was kind of cool. There's a particular spirit that was contacting Joyce. And we did a couple readings to kind of like see you know, um, what, basically Joyce is getting this message of, hi, 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 like, constantly, and, um, mm. we did a, a reading, you know, just to kind of figure out, like, you know, well, what, what are you offering, what are you saying, you know, like, what, what, you have my attention, so, what's up, and, uh, and we think that the spirit might have something to teach or to offer, so that's just kind of something that we're exploring right now in the house, and yeah that's really kind of about it in terms of in terms of that but i just wanted to kind of like do a little announcement for everyone that um sort of the next phase and plan of our website and stuff is to get some shop products up there um actual like handmade stuff you know not just merch and things like that so that's going to be coming very soon i'm excited for that i'm excited mm -hmm. to get involved with that too yeah we're gonna make a lot of cool stuff um, That's mostly gonna be a uh, you uh, you two doing that because I'm more on writing and stuff right here right mm -hmm. now. Yeah, yeah, that's totally uh, yeah, fine. Yeah, that'll be fine though. Yeah, because I yeah. figure in shipping wise, it's probably easier to ship from the states anyway. <laughs> mm -hmm. Usually, but um, on that note, um, since like you mentioned that you're gonna get more into the DKMU texts mm -hmm. and uh, that y'all be doing that. I am also getting involved in writing some of the upcoming DKMU texts. Um, there's this one uh, PDF that we've been working on for uh, a good, I'd say, a month to half month now um, with, a, with a bunch of good friends of mine. And we're making quite a bit of progress on detailing all the egregores that have not been recorded since the first wheel. So that's been really nice. And we've had a lot of good forward momentum with that. And... Uh, I will be in the future working on writing in there under several different aliases. So good luck figuring out who it is writing the books, bitches. So <laughs> what is with the uh, multi-aliases? Why do you do that? So here's the thing. Um, 
nobody wants to try and act like they speak for the DKMU, right? And also, there's a bunch of layers of removal. Um, it's not like certain witchcraft communities where you have a community to back you up and protect you. Like, uh, mm. I don't know how much Wiccans go after their own if they dislike a book that's written, right? right. But Chaos Magicians can be some repugnant, vile motherfuckers. And it's it's not unheard of for people to spite hex you mm. with one of your books that you've written. Sure. And in a way, that's a very much a sympathetic link to you, right? Well, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a piece of work that you've sat and sit out and like written with your heart and soul, right? So <laughs> it's it's there's several layers to it and there's so many different reasons for it. One, it protects you as an individual by not having your legal name associated with it because there have been times in, in ages where like you can get fired for this. Like I can't remember what his name was, um, but uh, there's a guy who was doing this stuff who made the Philema current, who used to be a NASA scientist, mm. who um, he got fired because he was bringing his magic with him to work and he was going fucking crazy. And this is the guy who like met Aleister Crowley and was going on about Babylon and all of this shit, right? Mm. And he ended up dropping nitroglycerin at his feet in his lab and it killed him, oh, right? Shit. Um so um the whole thing is to protect against your personal name and identity getting tied up to that and not having your employers know about you writing magic books, not necessarily like having people knowing your name and hexing you directly. And a lot of people like will write with a certain identity until they're done with it and then they burn it so they don't have like um magusitis or an accumulated ego because mm. like very often in magic and in spirituality people are looking for leaders they're looking for other people to be their guru or their their teacher and and they want to be a follower and sit down and learn from that person and a lot of people who are really earnest and honest about approaching this stuff and writing new text and material very often understand how little we fucking know and we mm -hmm. understand how much of this is theoreticals and anybody who's honest and earnest with your material is going to be updating and changing your stuff all the time and you might even grow outright fucking sick of your body of work you might grow to hate the stuff you've written how nice it is to be able to burn an identity that is not tied to your legal name true yeah yeah that's so that's that's my little sophia insight rant about that those strange authors that you see they they sometimes may be plagiarized auto-generated material and they sometimes may be a real wise motherfucker who doesn't want to put their name on it who's been practicing craft for like 20 30 plus years and is about to drop some real fucking shit on you you know you never know what you're gonna get but uh yeah i'm uh i'm working on writing more books under uh various pseudonyms so look for that shit to come out eventually maybe llewellyn question mark hopefully <laughs> not joking actually so we'll That'd see cool that's what's up i'm very much behind that that'd be awesome no, you mentioned earlier, Sophia, you kind of want to take the episode in a different direction. I don't know if you still know where you were going with that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, comedic timing. Uh, <laughs> that was actually perfect. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> it was going to be asking about <laughs> what we're doing with our magical paths right now. Oh, right, right, right. Because we were talking about like our jobs and shit, but Scott didn't necessarily go into what they're doing with their magic, and I didn't either. Uh, Scott touched on it a little bit. Um, I yeah, no, I mean, the, I did that kind of intentionally, just mm -hmm. because for me, like, I and I once again, I I don't know if that is just because my magic is becoming more and more. I don't know. I don't know how to put it. It's just become so. Sim simplistic in a mm, way like mm -hmm. it's just becoming kind of just like in incorporated into your daily life and everything that you yeah, do yeah like it just feels yeah like i don't know like i don't really like you know like i have like less and less uh it, like don't get me wrong like like rituals and stuff like that are still great but like i i, don't, I always find like sometimes sometimes a lot of the time the best thing to do is just sit and be still you know mm. what i mean like i have found more powerful moments of of connection just kind of you know in my yard and a beautiful wind comes through and you know when i just kind of relax and all of a sudden like just these powerful spirits are all around me you know what i mean mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. and i can commune with them so easily whereas like you know for me anyway don't get me wrong like i i i, I if if there's no if there's another thing that i've learned is I mean, although I feel like I've always said this, but it's definitely truer now than ever for me, is that magic is definitely, in a lot of ways, in a very individualistic experience. So, like, there are a lot of people who will have as powerful as an experience, or less than, less of a powerful experience with that same way than maybe, you know, drawing, you know, an invoke, you know, invoking, trying, you know, triangle, whatever, um, you know, Solomonic seals on the ground, the whole nine, you know, who may find that to be their way that connects them easier um i'm just realizing the less complicated i make it for myself the more connected i've become and i don't know i mean and once again like i haven't been practicing really any magic at all mm -hmm. so you know and that's that's more because of situations that we've already talked about that i won't talk about anymore but um yeah but once again though i'm also not stuck you know what i mean like it's not the same as it was before. It's kind of like felt... you don't have a need to do a bunch of spells and rituals right now. Right. Like, there's like, no pressing need to do that at this current moment. Right. Like, it But you know that if you had to, were... you could. Right. Like, mm -hmm. it feels like if I were to go messing with things right now with magic, which is, this is something that I've acknowledged. And this is, in a lot of ways... A lot of things are coming through in dreams too right now, but that's stuff I can't really talk about. But um, uh, I've been communicated with by a lot of my spirits right now, mm. and that's honestly kind of as far as any magic, quote unquote, that I've been doing. And it's all honestly been psychism lately. Mm -hmm. It's just been psychic work and mediumship. Mm. Um, and I'm kind of just getting pulled to kind of be still to just read your books and you know think about workings and things that you want to work come spring you know like i still will do like you know more complicated spells and stuff mm -hmm. i still enjoy it i still connect to it whatever but um i don't know there's just this stillness it's not a stagnation just a yeah 
so that that's why I kind of didn't delve into it because there's really nothing necessarily to say and the stuff that is happening I don't really know that my spirits want me talking about the messages they have for me just because they're not meant for other people um but it's all good stuff like there's nothing like you know there's no danger or anything like that like there's no there's no hexes there's no curses there's no weirdness going on um it's honestly just taking myself back even more. You know what I mean? Like just, you know, reclaiming my space, reclaiming my 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 energy, um, and not expending it on things that are sucking out the life force out of me. Um, no 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 psychic vampirism, no narcissistic vampirism, no no nothing. Just me, and be realizing that, you know, kind of the balancing of this kind of sacred selfishness and, you know, you know, uh, sacred selflessness and learning kind of where that middle is between those two things. And yeah, I mean, I know that that sounds all very philosophical and very, like very spiritual, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, that's been my experience lately. Uh, yeah, I hope, I hope I didn't, I hope that made sense. No, it completely makes sense. Makes sense. I, I feel that in a, in a lot of ways, too. Like, my magic right now, um, I've actually been doing more magic now lately. I, I would say like the past couple of weeks in particular, like mm -hmm. very, very recently. Very recently, I've had um, a definite resurgence. So, uh, like I said earlier, I've been really getting into DKM Utex, and the reason, like, that, that kind of set me on the path of doing that is, you know, like, We've always we've always had the DKMU here, right? We've always had Sophia here, and she's always been more than happy. We got a whole episode on it, um, and so it was like this has always been kind of been running parallel to what I've been doing, but I never really looked into it, read much more than you know just kind of surface stuff. And I've with my magic, you know, everything, all the magic that I do is very, um, it's very inspired by Wicca tradcraft um and hoodoo or, or conjure like that's kind of where it all comes from um and i wanted i don't know i don't know if it's it's like that idea of like i want more power or like something like that but i wanted some spice i needed i wanted to look into something else like i was like is there something else that i can do to kick this up a notch is there something else to give it more something or maybe just something different a new way to approach it a new way to look at it and so i was like you know what i have all this shit sitting right here i'm just gonna start reading it what what is it what what is this and i'm hooked and <laughs> <laughs> i get it you know it's um it's uh it unpacks it unpacks and repacks magic in so many different ways and it's just funny it's just it really strips away the dogma that is sometimes associated with different um magical practices you know it just yeah, it but, strips all of that away but don't be fooled there's a lot of people who come into the group who are happy to try and pack that dogma right fucking back into it oh i'm sure <laughs> We do have our own brand of bullshit. Don't uh -huh. forget that as you're reading. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's cool because there's this idea of egregores and god forms, but no dogma associated with them. It's just that you know these are what they are, and they do what they do, and that it is. It's very much uh, it is what it is, and 
it it makes me think of okay well it what else can it be what else can magic do you know it's it, there's more than just what's already written there's more than just what we've already experienced and so really i just um i've been using uh, what I've been learning from DKMU stuff is uh, I've just been adding it to my magic, you know, adding a different layer to it. And oh, it's yeah. really been spicing things up and I've been enjoying it a lot. Um, and I've also, and the other thing that kind of led me to really look into it is I know, uh, you know, like we talked about like the, the, the current, the 156, uh, 663 current. Mm-hmm. And I've been, and I was thinking to myself for a while, I'm like, I really want, I want this ability to like tap into something, tap into an energy source, tap into a living, breathing thing magically. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, where is that? What is that? And that's also what kind of led me down to the, the DKMU path. And I've been enjoying it a lot. So it's also made me realize that, um, I guess the the way that the whole DKMU operates, it's very grassroots, you know, that sort of pirate port feel that Sophia always, you know, describes it as. And I realized that's what I want to bring more of to the witchcraft community side of things. We don't have enough of that. Um, I feel like we're a little... Like, our focus right now tends to be on our bigger name authors, our bigger name podcasts, you know, Mm -hmm. those bigger name figures. And I realized that's what this podcast was supposed to be. This, This is what I really wanted from the podcast. I mean, it's the the voices you don't hear. Mm -hmm. Right. And. That's the entire intention behind it. It's the witches betwixt. It's the witches that are between the different other types of witches <laughs> that are out there. And um Yeah, I and I just I just I just wanted I want to bring that to the witchcraft community. So Magic without the ego. Yes, exactly. It's just just bring it all together without just that that pomp and circumstance behind us. You know, like I want to create a database of different witch shops and you know people selling different things, and I want like a database of people's you know uh, personal articles and theories and stuff like that. And yep. I want to bring I want to incorporate that into a community driven grimoire. And basically, what I'm yeah. kind of envisioning is which is betwixt as the DKMU of witchcraft, I guess, like this kind of loose collective, <laughs> loosely organized, organized collective um, of witchy people. Yep. I mean, nice. I, you know, I really do have to say, I love that you're incorporating the DKMU into this. And here's why. Sophia, once again, not to kind of like, you know, I'm like, I'm like going to put a big spotlight on you, but it's a good spotlight. You have really inspired me, especially for someone like me who's, you know, I'm a folk magician and tradcraft witch, right? Like I am an antique. But <laughs> the thing is that, Sitting on a the shelf. Thing is, <laughs> the thing is, is that why can't traditional witchcraft prides itself on its ability on uh well i get yeah prides itself on its ability to survive mm-hmm. you know claiming itself you know the the, the great shapeshifter the ability you know that's why it never died right right um an ability to survive conversion and colonization and whatever the hell else occurred uh whether that's true or not in history we you know we won't go there but 
Um, the point is, is that why can't witchcraft also be as out of the box as something like the magic practice in DKMU? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that when you really break it down, you start to realize, as I have, and although, you know, I, you know, I have like, you know, I have ideas about witchcraft and I have certain things, but at the end of the day, they're all just personal, like things that I hold sacred to me, but that doesn't necessarily, what I'm, uh, what I'm trying to get at is, is that it's all one thing mm-hmm. and it's approaches to that one thing and different currents that we've connected to. We've kind of created, um, different systems that that are able to harness things in different ways and move things in different ways and why not you know like why can't old magic also evolve you know instead of being stuffy and you know kind of focusing on all the same stuff why not you know like why not a folk magician i don't know learn how to i don't know and and right. it was always about that. Folk magic back in the day was about innovation. It was about taking what you had and That's, using it. That's why exactly. they used the leftover bones from like the turkeys to do like wishbone stuff or other stuff that people have co- co- uh, sorry coined as folk magic, right? Like it's yeah. it's working with what you have and innovating on it and coming up with new ideas and realizing that you don't have a form to fit other than just what works you know because, and like, it, mm-hmm. i'm sorry mm-hmm. please go ahead please go ahead one of the things that uh really keeps inspiring me from one of the um groups that you showed me on uh, that were uh, that i'm in from that are a large majority from dkmu um it's like the sorcerers something i don't remember oh, the, the sorcerers, name of it. um yeah i, I, yeah, I think another one they keep talking a lot about like magical artifice Mm-hmm. And I love this idea of of artifice and magic and how very talismanic it is. Um, and I think that that's that's really fascinating to kind of get into, like what what uh you know how far can you take talismanic magic? You know <laughs> how far can you take uh, image magic and and you know idol and effigy? You know, and I think that that's also been really inspiring. Just because, I mean, what's so different from that compared to, you know, spirit traps? You know what I mean? From old, old magic. You know what I mean? What's what's realistically at its core? Because, I mean, realistically, the answer is there's no there's no difference. There is no difference. It's just that one, like, you know, you have people like from the DKMU, for instance, who are thinking really outside of the box. And I think that that magic could still be applied even to folk magicians like me still mm-hmm. thinking outside of the box and just using old ways to move forward you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah oh, i know what you're saying it's um it's like one of the beauties of it is it gives you the tools that if like say dkmu the group itself isn't exactly your jam because we may not be our aesthetic our um egregores may not be stuff that you work with we still give you the tools to go make your own right. dkmu right mm-hmm. and that's that's the beautiful thing is where we're if we were a cult we'd be a cult that brainwashes you into thinking for yourself <laughs> it's very um dkmu i don't even know it may be intentional but it's very you know kill your gods kind of thing mm-hmm. 
you know what or, I mean? Like, deliberately create your gods, but don't be subservient to them. Mm -hmm. Like that's a big practice that we work on uh, lately with egregore crafting is the very deliberate creation of a thought form between a collective body of magicians and our current project that we're working on with the second wheel is to observe these god forms that we've a some of them we've been working with for years and years and years before that's been put into a book and some are brand fucking new and we're watching them in a document that we're going to update for about three years and record what's known as drift my friend fish sticks who i want to bring on the podcast can explain this a lot better in her own words but drift is basically like the shift between an egregore in what it used to be to what it is now. How familiar are y'all with the history of Yahweh? Um, I uh, what I know is it's often in Hebrew texts, I mm -hmm. think, and it's the uh, the name for God. What I understand it as now, from what I've been finding, also through my friend who I just mentioned's resources, that it started as a thunder god. Yeah. that became a war god that became i am the one god that is all <coughs> of creation and there are no other gods other than me and i am a jealous and envious god right uh... that is a really clear example of drift the bigger this thing got the greedier it got because you gotta really think about egregores as a living functioning thing on an energetic level that wants to ensure its own life and its own continuation mm. they die when people stop believing in them so like when you treat your egregore sh like shit or your servitor like shit and it, it goes rogue and attacks you like it happens with a lot of magicians mm. it's often a because they're treating their their creations like shit uh, in like often um, a very adversarial way, similar to Goetics, like create you, put you in a vessel, fucking mm -hmm. shout Abramelech at you, you know, until until you're you're like cognizant or something. Like it's it's pretty it's pretty rough, you know. So like there's a lot of ethic behind how you create your egregores, what they're sustained off of, how you feed them, and because DKMU is a really big collective network. We just use active uh, thought and active experimentation. And sometimes egregores develop completely naturally, like Winterweiss. Uh, and sometimes they are entirely deliberate creations. And sometimes they're hybrids of that, right? Mm -hmm. And we experiment with that and watch drift and see how much egregores change based off of A, how much information that you've given someone. Because like the clearer picture you have of an egregore, the less likely it is to shift. But say Black Trigag, the egregore that we have, that's actually, um, we're doing a marathon evocations, which is where you evoke one for three days in a row. Today is Trigag's day uh, on the third. So tomorrow it'll be day one of Zalti sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So um, it's actually his day right now. But Drift on him, he originally began as like this eldritch horror entity, like everything horrible rolled up into a fucking terrible spot that you could ever imagine as an egregore like you know um black triangle ufos and how much they terrify everyone mm -hmm. it was a misspelling of that someone was trying to spell black triangle in irc and they were kind of drunk and they spelled black trigag 
right? So then people joked about it and they were like, oh, what is that? The egregore behind the black triangle phenomenon. Mm. Oh, that joke went real south real quick when it ended up actually turning into an egregore that the whole group uses now to like embody all the negative aspects. And, And what it's really fucking good at is looking at all the dark shit in your soul. Like if you are someone who ever questions yourself or is like worried, like, am I a monster? Invoke Trigag because he'll pull you out and he will beat your ass ruthlessly with everything about you. (laughs) And at the end, what he did with me afterwards, he's like, no, you need to stop calling. And I'm like, what? And he's like, look, kid, you're not that bad. Yeah, you're weird and you're fucked up and you've done some shit in your life that you need to apologize for. But like, you're not punish worthy i got a whole (laughs) list of motherfuckers way worse than you i need to spend my time with right now so can you shut the fuck up and leave me alone so it's like can you get over yourself (laughs) yeah because i spent like years and years and years in self-loathing with the fucker and he beat me up because he feeds up on it but there's like a lot of people tapping into into dkmu shit these days so he's he's got a lot of people to fatten up for fucking harvesting you know Mm -hmm. like like a big ripe fucking juicy peach you know just let it fucking soak up and then just like ah soak that icarus tentacle into it right but anyways um he's drifted a lot and people kind of treat him now like he's this kind of cute fun cuddly eldritch entity thing Mm. when like it was originally just like the dark knight of the soul embodied as an egregore and holy shit when you invoked it it fucked you up like i I spent the first two days of uh black trigag in this cycle just like going over every bit of like rage and anger and loneliness in my heart and it was like oof you know Mm. but yeah that's that's a drift and we're like working on controlling um and observing that in our egregores and like how you can front load stuff with descriptions to kind of control and mitigate that drift. But sometimes if an egregore is aware enough, it can self-correct and it will like tell you when you're putting shit in on the document, it's like, don't you fucking dare put that there. I don't want it. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like <laughs> that's, that's the kind of shit that starts going on. So it's, it's a, uh, it's a really interesting thing to kind of experiment with and i don't even really need to segue and talk about myself too much here because i've kind of been talking about what i'm doing with my magic with like the uh egregore wheel and the evocation of that like i also do have um a lot of stuff going on with like um my native side and that stuff and i really want to like get to sweat and sundance if i eventually can but that's Mm. like an inevitability i had a really intense um experience where I had a dark night of the soul right at the end of 2020 and the Mm. message while I was in the pit of it is, yeah, you need to go do this shit. You you can't fucking, you can't like, can't half-ass it anymore. Yeah. Not even half-ass it because it's like, I haven't necessarily been half-assing, but it's a Mm. matter of like, you can't necessarily claim to walk this path. if You don't actually do the things to follow through with it. Otherwise you're just playing make-believe sort of thing. And it was Mm. like, woof. Okay. I hear you. And we're like, (laughs) oh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> the spirits are loud and the tea is hot <laughs> you know <laughs> so uh I, I i'm i'm working on that but there's only so much that you can do within the limitations of covid and i need to build myself up and like get a car so a i can get more work and b i can start getting transport and not having to rely on fucking public transit during a pandemic because yeesh yeah and uh that would actually allow me to get out to places where i can go do things like ceremonies so that will be 
fucking lovely, but it is a long process to go down, and it's just there when it's ready to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to rush anything, and I'm very much have a lot of my work cut out right now with like the DKMU stuff that we're doing um, with the books that we're writing and stuff. Um, I have like some personal projects that I'm working on with writing stuff that I don't want to talk too much about because when you talk about it, you fucking shoot yourself in the foot because you spend all your time talking about the project instead of just making the fucking thing happen. Mm -hmm. And I've learned better than to do that now. I feel so that. Um, hopefully that comes to fruition at uh, in the near future. Um, and uh, you see some books from your lady Omni over here. And honestly, <laughs> if I do publish through a big publisher like Llewellyn, I probably will have to use a legal name. Um, if I am doing stuff with the DKMU, it'll it'll be through a moniker. No, I think um, I think when you publish any book, you can use a pseudonym. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but even then, it's not as secret as you would think. People no, it's always not. Always track who's fucking making money off of those books and like, yeah. look up on the back end. It's not. It's not um, an airtight deal by any means to just write under a pseudonym, you know. Yeah, I mean, but the good thing is, is you know, anyone can have a pen name, which is good. But it's also like you know, mm -hmm. it depends. It is easier to link to you if you just follow the money trail. But mm -hmm. um, exactly. But yeah, I I really hope. I mean, I, I feel the same way too. It's I hate talking about. The, the things that I'm working on sometimes, especially if I've been working on them for a while, because you're like, you don't want to, you're tired of talking about it, and you're like, I just want to go do the thing. I'm just going to do the thing, yeah. and I'll tell you when it's done, <laughs> kind of a thing. And after, like, actually sitting down and working on documents, like, um, the PDF that we're working on for DKMU for the Godform Second Wheel, it's like 37 pages long, and I've been working on it for a fucking hot minute and it's it's only 37 pages long man and and you don't know how much time goes into just like formatting mm -hmm. font selection making sure the layout looks fucking professional i mean you would know it of course yeah. <laughs> you do this stuff <laughs> um but it's like a copious amount of time to make your document just look nice yep right yeah um and I've finally kind of started to nail that. And it helps that my friend Fish knows how to edit. And she's been, like, coming through and editing uh, whatever everybody adds to the document. Because it's, like, a collective document that we all kind of type on. Mm -hmm. And even working with other people. And we're still only, like, 37 fucking pages in. So, like, it's it, it's not easy going to, to write books by any measure. But no. um, it's really important. And I think... Um, if we manage to put together what we want to put together, because uh, there's a few of us who are kind of like writing together as a group to try and like encourage each other to do that more often. So it's it's been pretty nice to to do that. And that's kind of what I'm putting a lot of my time and energy into right now when I'm not like playing Destiny or uh, cleaning up the house and working on my living situation and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. So it seems like yeah, all man. of us are really it seems like all of us are doing good. Like, you know, we're on a we're on a good direction. I think we're fucking yeah. kicking ass. Yeah. I think uh I think we're just uh we're tired of being <laughs> tired of being tired, I guess. Tired of being Absolutely. annoyed and pissed off and frustrated. I think we've all just kind of accepted that the the world surrounding us is fucked and we need to do what we need to do to just make sure that we don't get fucked too hard by it in the process. Mm-hmm. I think it's if what it really comes a, down to. 
I feel like the vibe of 2021 is us making it good because we know 2020 was shit and we're not putting up with it anymore. I I feel that 100%. I really do. It's funny because this reminds me of something I said to Christian in a conversation recently. I I was... Me and Christian, uh, we get into these really passionate... Well, I get very passionate conversations, you know, about the reality of the human situation, I guess. Mm. And I was talking about how I am so fed up with talking about injustice and things like that. Every we all want to talk about how bad it is, and it is bad. But no, I feel like no one, no one with the ability to do anything about it is like nothing's changing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to know like a timeline of solutions. Like I want to see, and I know it's very selfish to say this, but like I want to, like I'm, I'm tired of like you know polit- politicians, for instance, who like give us these vague sort of like we hear you and we're doing so we're trying to do this right mm-hmm. we received your message like right i'm tired of trying like i want like i, I want, want results yeah like i want to know tired of hollow words and false platitudes right i like, actually I have i want to see something solid and yeah, that just reminded me of that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I agree. And you know, on that same vein, I have a plan, um, or at least the the seed of an idea of a of a complex ritual. Maybe not complex, but a du- a double sided ritual that is a curse and a boon all at the same time. Um, in that I want to get all 535 members of, you know, Congress and our governing body, and I want to research each and everyone's position on basically the rise of fascism and they will be either cursed or given a boon depending on that position Ooh, clever Ooh. yes so scott if you want to work so is that like the act as the actions that they take begin to further trigger the spell we could talk about it. It could be a thing that develops because I haven't gotten that far. That's <laughs> that's literally as far as I've gotten. So, okay. and I know there was just some elections, so I'm waiting for all those you know results to to even out, and then we're gonna get the list together because that's where I'm at. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> uh, that just gave me that you know like that anime moment when characters <laughs> overshadowed and you can't see their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting there, like you know, holding a, a scythe with the curves. I'm like, interesting, <laughs> interesting, interesting. But yeah, Sophia. Also, you know, this goes without saying. If you want to jump jump in on that too, I can, you know, get a Google Doc going and we can start doing some shit. Um, but I think overall, I think this might be a good place to wrap up this episode. I think we're all feeling, yeah, absolutely. yeah. I feel like yeah. we're pretty fucking solid here. This mm-hmm. is a nice long episode. It was a nice and fun episode. Mm-hmm. I personally had a lot of fun recording it. Yeah, I'm. I was a little nervous because my computer was not picking up my mic earlier, so I was like, eh. but we pulled it through, and I'm and I'm happy oh, yeah. about we did that. Great. Yeah. <sighs> um. But thank you, everyone, for being with us mm-hmm. still, and anyone who's new, also hi. And hi. <laughs> yes, also hi, hi. Um, Hello. And I hope you guys like the new music. Let us let us know in some capacity. We're on all the yes, various please. social medias out there, so you know a little. If you like it, let us know. If you don't, also let us know.
get into it. I'm always slash never ready, my friend. Excellent. That's the best okay. way to be. <laughs> Um, do we want to just keep our intro the same for right now? We're not going to reinvent the no, wheel? No, fuck no! Fuck no? no. We, we got change it up. opening music, baby! We can do whatever we want! I know, that's what I'm thinking! What but we didn't finish the doing? we didn't finish the invocation idea that we had going. Or well, we didn't- sometimes we table ideas and come back to them a year later. Yeah. This is ADHD the podcast, yo. <laughs> for fucking real. I think I've developed that in my adult life, no lie. I think it's just a response to living in a world with far too much stimuli and nobody knows how to handle it. Oh, seriously. Fucking seriously. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? All the boomers bitching about all of us are on our phones all the time. I see them on their phones more than us. <laughs> on Facebook, nonetheless. Oh my god, and they can never divest. Like, you could say something on Facebook and walk away. Here, I'm gonna pop this into days, the uh, admin only chat. And, like, They'll come over and message you later, like a, a year later, and be like, that shit you said on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I know, they fucking, they're grave diggers, man. They dig up fucking everything you post. <laughs> and they grind axes, they just can't let go. They're Ugh, so no. fucking funny. No, they don't understand that people, people change. All I, all I can think of is The Simpsons. People change, Marge. People change. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Alright, so okay, well, I'm over here wearing fucking sexy witch outfit number nine. <sighs> a bong toke. Um, Jay, can you do me a favor and hit record yes. right now? I'm recording. I've been recording okay. for the past you're gonna minute. Need this, you're gonna need this bong toke, and maybe we could get like a. <laughs> I'm, collect, I'm creating a soundboard. <laughs> yes, a soundboard of our different sound effects and shit, so you can start clipping like stuff together. I know. I'll record like me cracking a beer open. Mm. <laughs> and Scott's Scott's classic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel called out? I have a cinnamon roll. <laughs> You're a cinnamon roll that laughs. <laughs> a sentient cinnamon roll. <laughs> Filled with laughter and icing. <laughs> except, I'm an it's not, except it's not really icing, baby. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> So I posted the invocation that we actually, or the, the invocation that I wrote up. I don't know if we maybe we wanted to use some parts of that as a new intro. Um, <clears throat> what do we want to do for our intro? We can just yell. <coughs> uh... um... <laughs> I didn't even realize, see, I didn't even think that we would be changing the intro. I was like, oh, cool, we have new music. And I like, that's like, you know, <laughs> I didn't even like attribute that to like, you know, that we could out. change. Um, we don't have to, but there's always an opportunity to. I mean, definitely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, definitely. Uh, I just don't have any idea. Let me see. I have a quick idea. <clears throat> you know what I really do like about us? Hmm. <clears throat> We're one of the most lighthearted witchcraft podcasts out there. We're the goofs. We're the ones over here making fun of ourselves and like spanking our asses on fucking national air for everybody. We're like <laughs> the animaniacs of, of witchcraft. 
<laughs> we really that fucking are. We really just we're like commentary on the rest of the witchcraft community. <laughs> Wait, I'm Dot. I'm Dot. Okay, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> You're wacko because you you don't have a gender. That's true. true. Very true. <laughs> that is very true. We're the Animaniacs. Wait, is that canon? I think yeah. so. <clears throat> oh holy shit! I didn't know that. It's, it's canon. You didn't know that? Look it up. It's actually canon. Yeah, he it's says that in uh, or they they say that in an episode. The three genders: male, female, other. <laughs> they they did that joke back in the fucking nineties, man. Yeah. I'm gonna, oh my god! I didn't know that. No, so mm -hmm. excited. <laughs> <laughs> Gary didn't tell me that. <laughs> <clears throat> Now you're gonna go and rewatch the new Animaniacs on. No, I am. Yeah, I don't have no choice. <laughs> yeah, it actually made a bunch of right-wing fundamentalists mad because they're like, it's pushing the the an agenda. And then the joke that they made in response was dots like, Wacko doesn't even have agenda. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I didn't know 